I know it's been a while, Rapids fans, but we have got to do a show. Welcome to the Off the Walls Rapids podcast. I am your host, Richard Holdridge, the play-by-play announcer for your Columbus Rapids. There's been a lot of news lately in the offseason, especially with the National Indoor Soccer League. The new logo, got a new commissioner, Gary Tufford, the former GM for the Tampa Bay Strikers. Will the Rapids return in 2024? We got a new expansion team in Albany, Georgia. There's just so much to get into, and I wanted to get on and do a podcast because I believe that I have a platform where I could speak my mind on how I feel about this upcoming season for the Columbus Rapids because I understand the people that put in all the hard work and effort for the first two seasons in the NISL, that they should be compensated, including the players. I was the one that first came out when I saw that picture of the guy that held up the sign that said, pay them. I knew that that was going to be a PR nightmare. Look, with all the mess that happened in year two for the Columbus Rapids, we still have a team. We don't know who the new owners are going to be. There is going to be a National Indoor Soccer League in 2024. And it's really all about supporting the players. Being an indoor soccer player on the professional stage at the Columbus Civic Center, there is nothing better than that. And I'm here to tell you, as the play-by-play announcer for the Rapids, it was an exciting event to go to the Civic Center and to see the women's team and the men's team play. And I am very disappointed in the city of Columbus for not showing up to the games. Now, I understand that there's been some outside chirping stating that this is a toxic work environment, and I get that. Look, I love the Columbus Rapids, but I don't even know if I'm going to be the announcer in 2024 because they might go into a different direction and hire soccer guys to call the Columbus Rapids, and that would be okay. I would still support the Columbus Rapids. I still would go to the Columbus Civic Center and give them my hard-earned money to buy a ticket and go see an incredible product, indoor soccer in the National Indoor Soccer League. Yes, I did get my feelings hurt when they decided to cancel that triple header in March when the general manager for the Rapids, Warren Fundavastasian, stepped down. I had a very good working relationship with him. We did a coach's show every week. It was a lot of fun. I enjoy going to Ivy and doing the coach's show and interviewing soccer players from the Columbus Rapids on the men and the women's team. I've built up very special relationships with the Rapids players, and I've had a lot of fun just hanging out with them at Ivy. And really, the event that really put the icing on the cake for me was the final home game back in April, when my oldest daughter got to sit in the suite. She got to go out on the field and kick a soccer ball around at halftime. And at the end of the game, she had a Rapids t-shirt and had the entire team on the men and the women's team sign that shirt. And I thought that was an incredible moment. The fact that I have two daughters, I love the fact that these Columbus Rapids players are role models to my daughters. This is the only professional women's team in the entire state of Georgia. There's no more Atlanta beat. They went away 10 years ago. We don't have an NWSL team in Georgia. This is it. Women's soccer, and yes, we will have a team in Albany in 2024, 
And that's going to be a great rivalry. Look, I've been hearing both sides. I understand your frustration, supporters of the Columbus Rapids. I'm here to say, can we please weather the storm? We know this is a business. We know it's revenue generated. But please, can we stop scheduling Wednesday night games like we did in year two because nobody was attending these games at the Columbus Civic Center? We have got to at least, at the minimum, get in a Thursday night game. Year one was a success. It really was. I thought that there were some games that had a lot of fans, including Military Night. Great moments in Rapids history to include Bree Canty, who's also a lieutenant, probably a captain now, in the United States Army on Military Night, getting a lot of playing time on the pitch. And... Shaking the hand of the commander of the post at Fort Moore really brought tears to my eyes up in the broadcast booth. Now, as a broadcaster, yes, I'm doing other things. I've called Columbus Lions games. I do high school football. I just got finished calling the Columbus Chattahoots and the Chattahoochee Monsters, helping Tom Callahan and Noah Shelton out with the broadcast. I understand if the Columbus Rapids go away that a part of my legacy goes away with it. But let me take you all the way back to about two years ago when the Columbus Rapids were born. The ownership group of Joshua Blair and Jason Gibson, they had a vision to bring a fourth professional team here in the Fountain City. And it was a great vision. I thought that indoor soccer really kicked things off with the Memphis Americans, the Fayetteville Fury, the Rome Gladiators, which was a travel team, the Columbus Rapids. We had four teams in the NISL. That first season was a success, and I was so blessed to be a part of it. And then, somewhere along the way, the ownership group changed. The vibe just wasn't the same in year two, and I know that we had a great team. I I just want to come out and say that the men and women's team that were put together The general manager for the Columbus Rapids, Warren Fundivestasian, was a home run hire because he knows soccer talent. And we had some great players. And I felt that both the men and the women's team at full strength could compete for an NISL championship. But somewhere along the line, as I started calling these first couple of games in year two, and I was not a fan of the Wednesday night games. I really was not. Called the Fayetteville Fury on Wednesday night, February the 1st. Called the game against the Tampa Bay Strikers on February the 22nd. I had special permission from my full-time job to leave that full-time job because I was doing military training down in Fort Stewart to come call the triple header. The Columbus Rapids were supposed to be playing the Memphis Americans twice, and then they were supposed to play the Fayetteville Fury on Sunday. I was absolutely devastated that these games got canceled. And I know that there was a chain reaction of events like the general manager stepping down and they just did not have the operations team to run a triple header in the Columbus Civic Center. People don't realize how much effort it takes to turn the lights on in the Columbus Civic Center. And we have got to generate revenue in order for that to happen because I want people of Columbus to experience go into an indoor soccer game because it was something fresh. It was something new. You had the Columbus River Dragons going on, and when the River Dragons are on the road, 
it would be a great opportunity to see the Columbus Rapids at home. And also, I'm here to say we really needed to have an alliance with the Columbus River Dragons, join forces, and that's why I try to be kind to everybody. I don't like to burn bridges because you never know who in this industry is going to ask you for a favor. And so I'm not getting on this podcast to bash anybody. I do want to say, yes, some mistakes were made, but it is a lesson learned. We are all human. We all just want to get the best product out there for your Columbus Rapids. And I wear my Rapids gear with pride. I love the team. And if the team comes back in 2024, I will be the first person to support them. I don't know for sure if I'm going to come back as the voice of the Columbus Rapids. Because you never know, there has been some chirping, like in that first broadcast I did, that soccer fan that criticized me for not being a soccer guy, maybe, just maybe, the new ownership group might have heard that and they might want to get some soccer guys to call Columbus Rapids games. If that happens, I'm okay with it because I will support the Rapids whether or not I'm on the air or if I'm in the stands at the Columbus Civic Center rooting on for the Columbus Rapids. I don't know what the team's going to look like next year. There was a lot of turnover from year two with all these players, but I want to lift these players up on a pedestal. I've had a lot of them on my podcast. They are superstars in this city, and I want them to be treated like superstars like a Columbus River Dragon would be, or like a Columbus Chattahoot or a Columbus Lion. This is the fourth professional team here in the Fountain City, and they need to be treated like a professional franchise. With that being said, it is the offseason. Yes, the Columbus Rapids website has been down for months, and there hasn't been any talk about stuff going on in the offseason. Last year, they had tournaments and Camps and training sessions with the Columbus Rapids. Where is that this year? Look, I know I'm vocal on this topic, but something does need to happen. I do appreciate the Columbus Rapids organization for giving me an opportunity to do broadcasting. I don't think I'd be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for the Columbus Rapids. I don't think I'd be calling high school football games, Chattahoots games, Chattahoochee Monsters games, or even Columbus State women's soccer. I wouldn't be calling any of that if it wasn't for Coach Jason Gibson reaching out to me about two years ago and asking me if I wanted to be the voice of the Columbus Rapids. I gladly accepted as I was eager to call my first game. I remember it was a memorable moment in my lifetime. December 30th, 2021, the Columbus Rapids were taken on the Fayetteville Fury at the Columbus Civic Center. And that date forever will live in my mind as the moment that resurrected my broadcasting career. And I cannot thank Columbus Rapids organization enough for giving me that opportunity. Can we put our differences aside and can we come to an agreement that if the Rapids come back in 2024, it's got to be done the right way? It's got to be done the right way. We really put a lot of effort into those coaches' shows. 
And I feel if, if the Rapids come back and there's no support, then I feel the first two years was all for nothing. I loved what we did in the first two years. The off-the-walls coaches show at El Carrizo. That first year with the Rapids men's coach, Eddie Miranda, and the Rapids women's coach, Miguel Galindo. Love those guys. I know in year two, we had some changeover with the coaches. We had Rafiq Hasim, We had Warren Fundavestasian. We had Stephen McIntosh. We had Carly Banks for the women. I know that we had players as coaches. I know that there was some uncertainty with the coaches. And we did have the Off the Walls Rapids podcast at Ivy Park. It was a fun show. I had a blast doing it with Warren. We brought sponsors on. We brought players on. And... I just wanted to promote the brand of the Columbus Rapids. And I try to on my podcast as much as I can. I really wish that the Sports Beat with Richard Holders actually got more support. It doesn't really get a whole lot of support. Yes, it is on WQEE. And that is how I got discovered by Ryan O'Neill at WQEE. Because he noticed that I was the voice of the Columbus Rapids. And I know that we entertain the idea about... WQEE one day being the flagship station for the Columbus Rapids and I would be completely interested in doing that which means I'd be going on the road games but no problem I actually wouldn't mind attending a Columbus Rapids road game especially if they're going to play Albany next year in 2024 but that was something I entertained and I was intrigued by the idea and now I'm going to go ahead and sign off on this shortened podcast It is the Columbus Rapids Off the Walls podcast. I don't know when I'm going to do another show, but you can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. I've had 24 episodes, and I actually enjoy going back and listening to the first couple episodes that I did with Matt Austin. It was incredible. We both had this soccer knowledge. We both had this passion for Columbus Rapids soccer. And I'm a passionate guy. I love the Columbus Rapids. I wear my Rapids gear with pride. And I love what Andrew Haynes and Mary Ellen Rogers have done for the league. And I'm looking forward to shaking the hand of Gary Tufford and saying, hey, I'm the voice of the Columbus Rapids. You let me know what you need from me. But if you want to go in a different direction and hire soccer guys to call the broadcast, I'm okay with that too. But please, I'm asking... Everybody out there, because I've been hearing a lot of traffic on Facebook, and I'm not about to get blocked. That's why I'm trying to keep it civil and understand both sides. There's no need to try to burn bridges in this organization because you never know if the Columbus Rapids comes back with an owner who's passionate about taking care of the players and the staff and the organization. That is a possibility. There are people out there that love the Columbus Rapids, And I can almost guarantee you they would do that. We have to understand it is a business that has to be generated by revenue, whether it's ticket sales, concessions at the Columbus Civic Center, merchandise for the Columbus Rapids, and of course, sponsorship. Please, if the Columbus Rapids come back in 2024, I ask all of you who's listening to this podcast that we support them. Let's put aside our grudges. It's all about the players. If players want to come back and play for the Rapids, I'm okay with that. But if we get a brand new team of professional indoor soccer players, I'm okay with that too. It's just going to feel weird. And if you subscribe to this podcast, please share this podcast. Write a five-star review. Let me know. I will talk rapid soccer talk in the offseason. 
But like the great Josh Pate says, there is no offseason, and that includes indoor soccer. And I'm excited about the Columbus Rapids, and I love this team, and I'm going to support them in 2024. Thank you, and good night.